morning, my brothers and sisters in Christ. This is the day that the Lord has made. We are rejoicing and we are exceedingly glad. Oh, magnify the Lord with me. Let us exalt his name together. Amen. God is so great and he is so greatly to be praised. I know you were waiting on the countdown. You wanted to know how much time you had before we got started and we just popped in and popped up. So I hope you are ready to give thanks unto the Lord for he is good. Yes, he is good. Let's pray, beloved. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we thank you this morning. We bless your holy name for who you are and the awesome things that you have done and continue to do in our lives. God, we're so grateful. We're so thankful for this day that you have given unto us. A brand new day with new mercies and new graces and and new blessings. And oh God, we give you thanks this morning for you are good. Father God, in the name of Jesus now, enter into this place. Enter, oh God, into the sanctuary of our hearts and our minds. Have your way, oh God. Speak a word of life into our hearts that we might live the abundant life for which you have come. God, we thank you. We adore you. We magnify your holy name. You're so awesome and so great. And God, we bless you. We honor you. We glorify you now. And God, now have your way in this service, have your way in this worship. Let our words, let our song, let our praise be acceptable in your sight. Oh Lord, you are our strength. You are our redeemer. And for that, we give you praise. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen and amen. God bless you. Listen, it's Thanksgiving season and we've come to give thanks unto the Lord, not just because it's a Thanksgiving season, but every day and in everything we ought to give thanks for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning us. So stand to your feet wherever you are and let's give thanks this morning.
He is good. I am so happy to be back in this sanctuary. You have no idea. Uh, today's word comes from Psalm 137, verse 1 through 4. And it reads, By the river of Babylon, there we sat down. Ye, we wept. When we remembered Zion, we hanged our harps upon the willow in the midst thereof. For there they that carried us away captive required of us a song. And that they wanted us required of mirth, saying, Sing us one of the songs of Zion. How shall we sing the Lord's song in a strange land? Let us pray. Lord, we thank you for everything you have done for us. We thank you for this sanctuary. We thank you for our pastor. We thank you for this city. Lord, I want you to give us strength to sing your songs in a strange land, to speak your word in a strange land, to stand up and be the difference in this world. Lord, we give thanks for our children. We give thanks for our family. We give thanks for having a roof over our head. Lord, I, I hope that everyone this morning wakes up and give you the glory and glorify your name for the things that you have done, the simple things to be able to walk, to be able to speak, to be able to communicate. But most of all, Lord, to be able to love one another. I thank you, Lord, so much for all you have done. We ask these words in your son Christ Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Let the church say amen. Amen. Let's say amen again. Amen. How thankful and how grateful we are for this day, another day that the Lord has given us. And a beautiful day it is. Y'all been outside this morning? It is gorgeous out there. I know it was a little chilly on the start, but... Uh, it's going to be a great day, a beautiful day, and a wonderful day for reimagining. We are in the process here at Cade of doing some reimagining with our various ministries. One of those ministries, our Sunday School Department, uh, is hosting this afternoon at 1 p.m. Reimagining Sunday School and Me. And we're inviting all of our children. If you have children or grandchildren or great-grandchildren, or if you've got a neighbor who has a child age 1 through 11, we want you to bring Bring uh, that child to our parking lot and to our gymnasium. Uh, other parts of the church are being transformed for food, games, and fun as we reimagine Sunday school itself. Uh, we want to talk about what ministry looks like in a post-pandemic context and, and how we can deliver content and how we can do uh, various meetings and, and various ministries. And so we're beginning that process now, and it starts today. It starts today with our Sunday school, how delighted we are to have uh, our workers, our Sunday school uh, workers, our youth workers. They're on the parking lot right now transforming uh, that lot and the gymnasium. So bring your child this afternoon at 1 p.m., uh, you're going to have enough time at the close of service to get you a little lunch. And even if you don't have time, come here because there's food here. And we're going to have a great time reimagining Sunday school and me today at 1 p.m. Amen. God bless you and God keep you as our prayer. Listen, it's giving time. We ask that you prepare now your gifts. As you give unto the Lord, you can text the number that's on your screen. You can give by way of the K Chapel Church app. As always, you can drop your offering off at the office, whatever you do and however you do it. 
How would you choose to do it? We want you to do two things. Give so liberally and give so cheerfully. For the Lord loves a cheerful giver. Amen. Amen.
to you we give back from the abundance that you have given us Lord we're so thankful to be able to even give we're thankful for the ones who who want to give and not able to give Lord we're thankful for the people that will receive the blessings from these offerings but in the process Lord I pray that you bless these offering offerings I pray that you bless the people who has to distribute these offerings. I pray that you guide them and your spirit lead them to do your will. And that's what it's about, your will. Lord, once again, we want to say thank you for letting us be a church to receive an offering and to share an offering. We ask these words in your son Christ Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you. For those of you that are with us, you know that this has been a time when many of our families have lost um, members. And this week, we would like to ask for you to pray for Sister Vera Johnson and Sister Laquita Simpkins, their uncle, Brother Jimmy Moore Sr. transitioned on last Sunday. A graveside service is being held, in fact, today, right now, 
And we're asking you, if you're in that Utica area, to join the family. If not, you can always join them in prayer. These services have been entrusted to the West Haven Funeral Home in Utica, Mississippi. This week is not ours, but we don't know when our time will be. But we as a Cade Chapel family, we are asking you to stand with every family as they go through all of the grievances that are happening to us in this season. Amen.
is amazing. The mercies of God are amazing. <laughs> the blessings of God are amazing. But can I just tell you, the grace of God. <laughs> amazing grace. How sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me.
for grace thank you Lord I'm going to try to preach I'm going to try to get through this Psalm 137 mm. God's amazing grace Psalm 137 by the rivers of Babylon there we sat down yea we wept when we remembered Zion we hanged our harps upon the willows in the midst thereof for there they that carried us away captive required of us a song. And they that wasted us required of us mirth. Say, sing us one of the songs of Zion. How? How shall we sing the Lord's song? in a strange land. Thus ends the reading of God's holy word. I want to talk from the subject this morning. I'm going to try to get some fresh water from an old well. Thank you anyhow. Thank you anyhow. Psalm 137. Psalm 137 captures a part of Hebrew history known as the Babylonian exile you will recall 
this is no small matter in the history of Israel. It was a violent episode of the uprooting of these people from their homeland. In this narrative captured in the book of Second Chronicles, you will see where children, and women, boys and girls, people of all ages were killed. And those who were not killed, those who escaped the sword were carried away and stripped of their homeland and made slaves. Psalm 137 then captures the cry of a people who have been dejected and rejected and subjected to the conquering power of a godless nation. Psalm 137 comes from a people who have been oppressed, depressed, and repressed. Psalm 137 is birthed out of pain and persecution. It is written from a place of humiliation and shame for God's people, his elect, his chosen children have become exiles, slaves, and refugees in a godless nation. They were displaced. They were dispersed. They were dispossessed. And then, Reverend Harrington, to add insult to injury, their captors said to them, now sing for us. One of your church songs. Sing some of those tunes that cause you to wave your hands Sing some of those songs that make you clap and get your spirit stirred up. Now that, that, that you have been killed and your people have been stripped of everything that is theirs, now sing some of those God songs. And it's in that moment of shame and humiliation that they lift up this lamenting cry. How shall we sing? The Lord's song in a strange land. Another way of saying that is how can we sing at a time like this? How can we praise in the midst of such persecution? How, how can we have church when our children are being killed? How? Y'all not talking to me in here. How? How, how can we come to Sunday morning worship when we know Monday through Saturday any one of our young folks' lives are taken day after day? How can we sing at a time like this? How can we give thanks in the midst of such suffering and tribulation? How can we worship when we didn't win? How can we sing when we've been stripped of our dignity and taken from our homeland? Maybe that's not resonating with you, so let me try to bring it down your road for just a moment. How can I sing when I'm as sick as I am? How can I sing when I don't know how I'm going to pay these bills? How can I sing when my children are acting like I didn't raise them in the church? How can I sing when my relationship is on the rocks? 
how can I sing when every time it looks like I'm moving forward, I look up and realize I'm two steps behind? How can I sing and worship God when I'm suddenly in a new situation that I didn't ask for? I'm met with a difficult circumstances that I didn't plan for and I'm facing a new reality for which I was not prepared. How can I sing at a time like this? Let me just suggest to you that it is in fact Deacon Moore in those times when you need to practice telling God thank you anyhow. Because here's what a thank you anyhow does. Thank you anyhow is an acknowledgement that as tough as things are, there still is nothing too hard for my God. A thank you anyhow is a way of witnessing that despite the problem you face that you know that you don't face it by yourself. A thank you anyhow declares what the psalmist says. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? Thank you anyhow says that in spite of what I don't have, I believe that my God shall supply my need according to his riches in glory. A thank you anyhow says I may not have what I want, but I thank God I have what I got thank you anyhow thank you anyhow says in spite of this trouble I'm trusting God in spite of this problem I'm praising God in spite of this worry I'm worshiping God in spite of this sickness I'm going to sing my song unto God in spite of this burden I'm believing God in spite of this situation I am certain that God is going to see me through in spite of how low this place is I know that I can lift my hands in total praise because God still will lift me with his love and cover me with his amazing grace my help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth And so, I'm going to thank him anyhow. I'm going to thank him anyhow. You see, you see, you see, Sister Gray, that's that's what I call some good old time religion. It's the kind of faith that grandmama and granddaddy had when they sang songs like the Lord will make a way somehow. That, that, that's good old time theology because what they're saying is, I don't have to know what God is going to do. I just believe he's going to do it. I don't have to have the answers. I I just know that God understands my situation and he will solve the issue that I'm in. And I know that when it's all said and done, the Lord will have made a way somehow. They sang songs like I will trust in the Lord. They sang songs like I feel like going on. They they sang songs like my daddy was saying, I know the Lord will make a way. They they were saying, listen, it, it might be bad and I may not have the answers, but as long as I've got my hand in the master's hands, I'm going to keep on singing. Sing in spite of my sorrow. Singing in spite of my problems. Worshiping in spite, though I cannot see the way because I'm trusting in the one who said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. So I'll praise, worship, and sing and thank him anyhow. See, I'm convinced that what throws a lot of people about believers, about the people of God, is that they assume that we come to services like this and they assume that we are so optimistic and so faithful because we don't have any problems. They assume that we aren't going through anything 
troubling. They assume that we don't have real life issues and aren't experiencing difficulty or suffering from sickness, but, but don't let our praise fool you. Don't, don't get it twisted. The lifting of our hands is not because everything goes the way we want it, but it's because we know that God is getting us through what we're going through. It's not to say that we're not hurting, but it's a thank you anyhow because he can heal the wounded and bind the brokenhearted. It's not to say that we weren't crying last night, but it's a thank you anyhow saying that he sat with us through the night and while we cried, he wiped the tears from our eyes. It's, it's not because we're not going through anything, but it's because as we go we know that the God of the universe goes with us and I wonder if there's anybody here this morning if there's anybody there in your homes who can give God a thank you anyhow it may not be the ideal situation but thank you anyhow may not have the job you want to have but thank you anyhow didn't get the position that you wanted but thank you that you got hired they may not live where you want to live but thank God that you got a roof over your head your relationship may not be in a good place right now but thank God God, that you're still making it somehow children acting up but you ought to thank God if you didn't have to go to the courthouse you didn't have to get them out of the jailhouse you didn't have to leave them in the graveyard you ought to thank God anyhow and the way the way you get to the place and to the point where you can tell God thank you anyhow three things and I'm gone number one you got to learn how to take a full assessment of the situation take a full assessment of the situation. Israelites ask this question. They say, how can we sing the Lord's song in a strange land? And what they fail to realize is that though they were in a strange land, they were still in the land of the living. Thank you, missed that. Though they were in a strange land, they were still in the land of the living. You ought to take a full assessment. They say, how can we sing, they ask, in a strange land? And what they lost sight of was the fact that although they were not in their homeland, they were still in God's land. Talk to me, David. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, the world and they that dwell therein. In, or, in other words, your geography should not define your theology because last I checked, God is omnipresent, which means that wherever I am, God is with me. And so rather than focusing on what I lost, I'm going to take assessment and see what God has left. Some of us can never get to the place of saying thank you because we're looking at what life took away from us. Rather than thanking God for what he left us with. I wish I had a witness in this house. How can you sing in a strange land? I'll tell you, take a full assessment and see how blessed you really are. Instead of grumbling and complaining of because of what life subtracted from you, you ought to thank God for what he left you with. How can you sing at a time like this? I'll tell you, for Paul said, count it all joy. Count it all joy when you fall in the diver's temptations. In other words, when life takes a withdrawal from you, rather than focusing on what was lost, thank God for what was left and count it all joy. That means count your blessings, count your victories, 
Count your past miracles and count your past breakthroughs. Count the times when the Lord turned your life around. Count the mountains that he moved in front of you. Count the giants that he fought. Count the battles he delivered you from. Count it all, not just the problems, but count the blessings. Count it all, not just the deficits, but the surpluses. Count it all, not just the days of sickness, but your days of health and celebration. Count it all, not just your bad days, but your good days. Not just the storms, but the blue skies. Not just your valleys but your victories and when you count it all when you assess it all when you consider it all James says you will end up counting it joy he said like this the songwriter said when I look around and think things over <laughs> I mean when I when I really look around and, and, and really 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 take a full assessment of how life has been yeah I've had some bad days but when I really look around and look at all of my days my my good days outweigh my bad days my, my days that I've been well outweigh the days I've been sick the days the days the days when I had a song in my heart outweigh the days of gloom and doom my good days Outweigh my bad days and I won't complain. Take a full assessment of the situation. But then secondly, Tava, thank you anyhow. You got to understand that praise is not predicated on the absence of problems. Praise should not be predicated on the absence of problems. The Bible says, in everything, give thanks. That means that my praise and my worship and my thanksgiving should not be based on conditions being good in everything. My praise is not predicated on the absence of problems in everything. Give thanks. And I'm convinced that the Lord is looking for some folk who will worship and praise him and give thanks in all things at all times in all situations the Lord wants some people who will worship him in life storms who will worship him while going through the unknown who will worship him in the midst of uncertainty going through the valley and in the problem in the hurt and in the flood through the fire and in the persecution while you're in pain whether you're in poverty in lack whatever it is in everything give thanks you know why because it's easy to give God thanks when things are good the old folk used to say who wouldn't who wouldn't thank a God who wouldn't praise a God as, as good as he is who who, who wouldn't glorify God who's, who's been this good and the refrigerator is full and the, the pantry is packed and the deep freezer is stocked and your bank account is healthy who wouldn't praise a God when, when things are good like that and everything is lining up just the way you want it and you've got life on the, string, on the end of a string the real test of your faith and the real test of your worship is will you still praise him in troubling times Will you still thank him in sorrowful moments? Will you still glorify him through challenging seasons? 
praise should not be predicated upon the absence of problems. Just as a case study, all you should consider is a man by the name of Job. Job lost everything. He lost his children, all ten. He lost his finances, his wealth, the life that he, is, he had built for himself. He lost his health. His friends came to him one day and he was so disfigured, his friends didn't even recognize him. Job lost everything. And, and when someone said to him, you ought to curse God and die. Job's response was no. The Lord giveth, the Lord taketh away. And whatever the Lord decides to do, he's still blessed. Blessed be the name of the Lord. That, that basically is him saying, thank you anyhow. Life has been turned upside down. I can't see right from left or up from down, but I still know that in and through it all, God is still great and greatly to be praised. And I'm going to thank him anyhow third thing and I'm through for you to have a thank you anyhow in your spirit you've got to know that in and through everything that you're going through that God hasn't gone anywhere God hasn't gone anywhere <laughs> it may have been easy to assume that when these words, how can we sing the Lord's song in a strange land are penned in this song? Because such devastating events had transpired. Such tragedy had taken place. Unimaginable upheaval and destruction had been witnessed. This was not a story that had been passed down to them. This is something they had lived through. And after seeing such, the conclusion that they reached was God somehow had removed himself from Israel. That God had taken his hand off of them this isn't the first time that such thought had entered the mind of God's children Gideon is recorded basically thinking the same thing in the book of Judges chapter 6 an angel meets with Gideon calling him a mighty man of valor, giving him all kinds of instructions for how he's going to lead in great battle. And Gideon raises this question in verse 13 and says, 
if the Lord is with us, then why has all of this befallen us? It is the question with which many of God's children wrestle when the bottom of life falls out. If God is with me, why am I going through this hell? If God is with me, why this pain and this persecution? If God is with me, if God is with us, how could the unimaginable take place and seem so unrelenting? There is in this question of Gideon the same desperation felt by the children of Israel and the same desperation felt by many of God's people right now today. For the Bible says that in that moment they hung their harps. Don't miss that. On the willow trees. Do, do you understand how desperate of an act that he is when folk who love to sing hang up their harps? Do you understand how absolutely tragic it is when the praise team puts up their tambourines? When the organist shuts the organ down? When the guitarist closes the case and when the drummer drops his sticks? That is what these children of Israel did. They say it's no use singing at a time like this. We might as well pack things up and just remain quiet. Because we can't go home. That, that, that's what... That's what the adage is, pack it up and go home. But we can't go home. We, we've been brought to this godless place. Yes. Yes. The only thing we can do is just hang our hops in the willow trees. Do I have a witness here? Yes. Well, before you give up, I want you to understand that's exactly what the enemy wants you to do to throw in the towel to hang things up to throw up your hands and give up the fight but I need you to hang on in there a little while longer because uh, there still is a God who has not gone anywhere. Do I have a witness here? There still is a God even though your situation has changed. God hadn't gone anywhere. Even though, yeah, your situation is different than it was before. I stopped by to tell you 
that God hadn't gone anywhere. And the Lord, all right, today, I need you to hear, yeah, that God still sits on the throne. Good God Almighty, and God still sees what's happening in the earth. Oh Lord, God still has his hand covering all of the universe. And if this God who sees everything hadn't gone anywhere, you ought to still have a thank you in your heart. In the Lord, all right. They hung up their hearts in the willow trees because they decided that there was no use in singing, singing the songs of Zion. But I stopped by to tell you, don't you stop singing the song that's in your heart. Don't you stop singing the song that's in your spirit. Don't you stop singing the song that's down in your soul. Because it's those songs that the Lord gave you a long time ago that will carry you on through. Is there anybody in here that can testify today that you've been through some storms and you've been through some stuff but you kept on singing a happy song you've been through some pain you've been through some persecution but you kept on singing a happy song you've been through some valleys you've been through some vitriol but you kept on singing a happy song say yes say yes it reminds me of a story I heard about a New York man who was big on Wall Street made a lot of money he was coming home one day riding in his limousine and while he was riding getting to his apartment building a news flash came over his iPhone he picked up his iPhone and started reading where all of his investments and all of his stocks and all of his bonds was suddenly on the downturn and just about everything that this rich man had invested was gone in the blink of an eye everything that this rich man had worked for was gone everything that this rich man had put his stock in was gone like a flash he stepped out of the limousine put on his coat and dropped his head put on his hat and dropped his head started walking up to his apartment building but before he could get to the door he heard somebody singing a happy song he looked up the street couldn't see anybody but he heard happy song he looked down the street couldn't see anybody but he heard a happy song he looked around the corner and there around the corner he saw a bomb an old man with an old coat on warming himself that was made in a garbage can and this old man was singing a happy song he looked at his head his head 
had an old tattered hat, but the man was singing a happy song. He looked at his hands, the hands had gloves, but the fingers were sticking through the gloves, but the man was singing happy song. He looked at his coat. The coat was all raggedy, but the man was singing a happy song. The rich man said, how can you sing a happy song? You don't have anything, but you're singing a happy song. The man looked up at the rich man, and he said, listen man, let me tell you something. Why should I feel discouraged? Why should the shadows come? Why should my heart feel lonely and long for heaven and home? When Jesus is, Jesus is my portion. A constant friend, a constant friend is here. His eye, his eye, his eye, his eye. His eye is on the sparrow And I know he's watching me I sing because I'm happy I sing because I'm free His eye is on the sparrow And I know I might not have this I might not have that but I know God is watching over me I sing because I'm happy I sing because I'm free his eyes on the little old birds and I know he's watching over me why should I feel discouraged and why should the shadows come? Why? And why should my heart be lonely and long for heaven and home? When Jesus My portion, a constant friend is he, his eye is on the little sparrow, and I know he keeps his eye. On me, oh, I sing because.
watching over you beloved wherever you are and whoever you are God is watching over you whatever the situation you're in God hadn't left you you're not by yourself you're not going through that by yourself God is with you right now and if his eyes on the sparrow bird <laughs> oh thank you Lord he's watching you now the question is question is he's watching you but are you walking with him are you walking with him if you know you're not walking with the Lord if you know you've not given your life to Christ I want to invite you to do that right now right now right now he's watching you it's time for you to start walking with him Come on, do that right now by faith. Pray this prayer with me. Say, Jesus, save me. Come into my heart. Make me a new creature. I love you. And I want to serve you. And I want to know more about you. But right now, by faith, I believe you to be my Savior. In Jesus' name. Amen. Now listen, if you prayed that prayer, I want you to call the number that's on your screen right now. You prayed the prayer in faith. Dial that number in faith. Believing that somebody is there right now waiting to hear from you, waiting to speak with you, to give you further steps. That you will live out your new, your, your new faith in Jesus Christ as you now walk 
with the Lord. Amen and amen. God bless you and God keep you is our prayer. Amen. God bless you. We pray that this service has been a blessing to you, that you will be edified to go throughout your week believing that you've got something to thank the Lord for. Give him a thank you. Anyhow. Amen. And now may the grace of God, the sweet communion of his Holy Spirit, rest, rule, and abide with each of you now, henceforth, and forevermore. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. And amen. God bless you. Go in peace. Hallelujah.